uh, chatting away. And of course, don't forget, if you're online, Vintage Brew um, before the services each week um, is a really cool way of connecting with different people. Um, superb. Well, um, just want to say uh, good morning again. I'm, I'm Ben. I'm the pastor here. And uh, we're just so grateful to see people online and see you all here this morning. Um, I wanted to start actually by giving a bit of a thank you and a little bit of a testimony myself. Um, if you've been part of us, our little community for a while, you'll know that uh, as a family, we, we went through COVID and all test, well, three of the four of us tested positive. Um, but I just wanted to, to say, well, number one, thank you to God for his healing. And we're all up and running and we're all again, which is amazing. Um, although I'm slightly short of breath. So if I sound a bit weird this morning, that's just, just the end of COVID. But um, oh, it's a bit windy as well. Um, but I also just wanted to say um, thank you so much to all of you because um, we always had a vision that this church would be a family to people. And uh, I, we're just so grateful, Laura and I, for the way that you guys have cared for us um, as your pastors and as your family this last week, to all the people who brought us a meal or dropped us a text and just said hello all the people who checked in with us. And we're just so grateful for that. And not just for us, because I know that there have been lots of people in our community who've experienced COVID in different ways. And I know that people have been just checking in with each other and looking after each other. So just want to say thank you so much for the way that you've done that. We're just so grateful for that. Um, I also want to say thank you so much to Pastor Emmy and to Pastor Matt, who jumped in over the last couple of weeks and preached. Um, I heard they were at least average. In fact, I heard... The actual feedback was, Chase, never come back. They're much better than you, was actually what you said. Um, but we're so grateful to that because they, they not only brought God's word, but we've just experienced God doing amazing things in our, in our services over the last few weeks. So just brilliant. Um, if you've just joined in with us, though, um, or if you've been with us since the beginning of the year, you'll know we've run, been on this little kind of journey. We've been trying to think about how we put things in our lives that will help us to weather life's storms, to keep our feet on the ground when life is amazing. And we've looked at these kind of different aspects of the Christian life. We've talked about uh, the Bible and how it's a foundational truth in our life, how we have talked about prayer. We talked about worship. And then we also even had these other little sessions right at the beginning of um, the year where we talked about relationships um, and rest and our working life. And what we've been trying to do is just kind of build up a picture of what a life with Christ might look like in 2021. And I've got a little diagram to show you because I want to show you how the kind of progression's been going. If it'll come up on the screen, there it is. Arlene made this nice little diagram for me. Because um, after we did those four sessions, um, two weeks ago, Pastor Emmy came and she spoke about the Holy Spirit. And the way I've put it there is not to say that the Holy Spirit is, you know, in, you know, I'm not trying to imply an order or anything like that. But what I'm trying to show you is that the Holy Spirit is the way in which we can encounter God in these different ways. So if I had said to you at the beginning of the year, hey, what you really need is like a two-way relationship between me and God. And then, you know, in my prayer life, it wasn't just like throwing endless prayers out, hoping that one day God might speak to me or something but actually was to realize that God actually had things to say and to do with me. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Pastor Emmy talked about the Holy Spirit as like turning on like the power source in our life. Um, I was thinking a little bit more in like Marvel superhero terms because she's cleverer than me and that's where I land. Anyone, anyone into WandaVision at the moment? Yes, Daniel Vincent. If you don't know what WandaVision is, check his social media. It's like every three seconds, Daniel has something to say about WandaVision right now. Um, I don't want to ruin it for you because it's really good, but just like little spoiler alert, but basically it starts in black and white. It's very old school. It starts in black and white. And then over the first few episodes, color starts to come into it. 
And I was thinking about that because for me, when I encountered the Holy Spirit, what I realized was it was like my Christian life, which had been kind of very black and white and felt a bit religious, suddenly came into color. And suddenly there was vibrancy and there was life and there was beauty and all sorts of wonderful things in it. So um, thank you to Pastor Emmy for kind of introducing that to us a couple of weeks ago. Um, but then when Pastor Matt came last week, he then kind of moved us into a different space because he, he helps us see that the Holy Spirit is not just about me and God having this wonderful, special time together, that actually the Holy Spirit has this outward dimension, that the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we might join in with God's kingdom plans and purposes in the world, that God has kingdom plans and purposes for your life, and he wants you to join in with his kingdom plans and purposes. And that's what we're going to think about a little bit more today, and we're going to go for our reading, which is in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. So if you've got that, if you want to check it on your Bibles, those paper things that some people have, uh, or on your phone, or any other device you have, Romans 12, 1 to 8, which is going to be read now. Good morning, Vintage Pasadena. My name's Deanne Lewis, and this morning's reading is from Romans 12, 1 to 8, and I will be reading from the New International Version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, in view of everything that Jesus has done, and in view of the cross, in view of the life that you now have, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, Paul says. And what Paul's doing, and as he kind of launches us into what we want to talk about today, is this, this idea that our Christian lives are more than just our spiritual, personal relationship with Jesus. That something about the way that we live, something about the way that we use our bodies, the way that we use our mind, as he goes on to say in a few minutes' time, all of these kind of things matter in the kingdom of God. Because, as he says, and he goes on to say, which we're going to look at this morning, we are to join in with God's plans, that we have a role to play in God's kingdom, and that he wants to use us to build his kingdom on earth, particularly, as we looking and look at this morning, in the area of spiritual gifts. So uh, Pastor Matt helped us last week. He kind of launched us into this a little bit last week. But um, like what, what are like spiritual gifts? What are they for? What are we supposed to do with them? All that kind of stuff. That's where we're going this morning. So little definition, right? Spiritual gifts. If you go to some big meaty theology textbook, um, they will tell you this. A spiritual gift um, is a special divine empowerment. So like uh, something from God given to each believer by the Holy Spirit to accomplish a given ministry God's way, according to his grace and discernment, to be used within the context of the body of Christ. Got all that? 
No, okay, it's fine. So that's the, that's the really big definition of spiritual gift. Here's my definition of spiritual gift. Superpowers, right? Superpowers, that's, that's my level of intellect right there, okay? Spiritual gifts are literally powers, abilities that God gives to each Christian so that they can join in with his plans and purposes on earth. Which means that before you became a Christian, you didn't have any spiritual gifts. Hold on a minute. Now, I'm sure, looking around this like, place, and I'm sure online as well, you, before you became a Christian, were super talented. That you were super, had super abilities, you were super educated, you knew, you knew how to do stuff. But when you became a Christian, actually, from the power of the Holy Spirit, God's desire is and was, was to give you particular abilities, particular talents, particular tools, so that you could join in with his, his plans and purposes on the earth. And some of those superpowers, some of those spiritual gifts, are very likely to be very similar to the things that you did love before you became a Christian. Like, for example, you know, if, if you were a super talented musician um, or super talented singer-songwriter before you became a Christian, it's quite possible that God has given you the spiritual gift of leading others in worship. That's quite possible, but equally, it might not actually be like that. Um, when we were, we were looking for a worship pastor before we ever met Daniel in the early days of vintage Pasadena. Um, I met with a guy, and he was actually quite a well-known singer-songwriter in Nashville. He'd written some songs that you may have even heard of, and he was, wanted to be a worship pastor with us. I don't, two guys and writing songs. And within like a few months, those songs were just started to go like out into the church. And if you know Matt Redman, he's probably the most famous worship leader on the planet right now. Um, he had to learn how to play the guitar and how to sing later on because he didn't know how to do that. But God gave him the spiritual gift of leading others in worship. So what are like some of the spiritual gifts? Like what, what even the spiritual gifts kind of look like? Well, here's like, his 28 spiritual gifts that the Bible lists, see if we can get them on the slides. Okay, you don't have to read all these. Um, but these are just the spiritual gifts that we, we read about um, like explicitly. Um, I don't think these are like a definitive list. There's nowhere in the Bible where it goes like, these are your 28, take your pick. But if you notice, um, some of these are pretty exciting, right? Some of these do sound a bit like superpowers, right? Who, I think there should be a Marvel superhero agent called the Apostle. That kind of sounds good. Or the Prophet, or the Evangelist. Um, some of the spiritual gifts, you'll notice, are not quite so exciting. Um, the administrator doesn't quite have the same thing. Um, or the helper, we can join in to build this thing called the local church. I mean, I don't know what your, you know, your picture of a church might be. I feel like my picture of a church has changed a bit since uh, we've been in the middle of COVID. But the picture that Paul uses is of this thing like the body. And the point of a body, of course, is that it's made up of all these like, different parts. That you know, one person might be like the beautiful face of vintage Pasadena. Um, I might be more like the little toe of vintage Pasadena. But the point is that every bit is different. And in order for the body to be what it's called to be, in order for this church to be what it's called to be, everybody actually has to be their part of the body. And Paul says the way that we actually differentiate which part of the body we are is not if we're like male or female or young or old or we come from a strange place like England or like whatever it might be. The way that we differentiate who we are in the body is by our spiritual gifts, by the gifts that God's given us to join in with his kingdom. 
Um, and when we do it, it's a joyful thing. So, right, here's the thing. Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Like, this is just a kind of honest moment, and we won't record it on a camera or anything like that, but just particularly for you guys here. Could you tell the person next to you, um, don't do it, but could you tell the person next to you what three of your spiritual gifts are? If you could do that, just put your hand up. Two, three, four, five, six. That's actually, that's not bad, actually. That's better. Maybe, so that's maybe like 10%. And don't worry if, if that's you. Because sadly, like actually in churches, we don't talk about spiritual gifts very much. And we don't. A lot of churches, a lot of people come through, like grow up in churches their whole lives, and no one ever talks about spiritual gifts. In fact, what they talk about sometimes is that the spiritual elite have gifts, and the mere mortals get to come to church and experience the spiritual gifted superhero-ness of the professional people, and that everybody else gets to use the spiritual gift of helping, right, for all the other people who are going to do the upfront stuff. So this morning, I want to think a bit about how do you find out, like, what are your spiritual gifts? How do you know what your spiritual gifts might be? Because I really would love it if we were a church where we together ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit, that together we operated in spiritual gifts, because actually that's the most fun and productive way that we get to be the church. So how do you find out what your spiritual gifts are, right? Well, number one, this is going to sound a little bit basic, but sorry, that's just where I'm at right now. You've got to try some stuff. You've got to try some stuff out. So um, when I was about 15, uh, the superheroes of the Christian world were worship leaders, right? They were so cool. I think at different times in the Christian, life, Christian history, it's been different people like pastors and youth pastors. But when I was kind of 15, the worship pastors were like the rock and roll gods of the church. Foolishly, like three other people said, yes, we will be in your Christian band. And uh, so we, we had this little Christian band and we practiced very hard twice a week. Um, and strangely, no major like Christian label ever seems to kind of get hold of our music and, and call us to lead in stadiums or anything like that. Um, but I remember saying to somebody proudly one day, I think we might be the third best Christian band on our campus right now. I was like, I think we're like, we, we have reached this level of amazingness. Um, but we had this little connection with a youth group and, uh, in this town where we, the college was. And so they invited us. They said, would you come and do a worship night? And we were like, yes, we can do a worship night. So we, we went along to this little church with way too much equipment. I mean, there were like 35 kids and there was like truckfuls of equipment. And we practiced for weeks and we turned up and we led this worship set. Um, and nobody died, so that was really Im important. Um, but they said, well, if you're going to come, can you also do a talk? And I thought, well, I've never given a, like, a talk to anyone. Um, and I can't even remember to this day what the Bible passage was, but it was definitely a Bible passage. And so we did this worship set, and then I stood there with a Bible in my hand and a microphone, and I unpacked this Bible passage for this bunch of kids. Now, it was a really weird experience because the worship set was stressful, it was anxious, like I was trying to figure out if I was playing the right thing the whole time. But when I stood there with a microphone, just like I am today, and a Bible in my hand, and just unpacked this Bible passage for these kids, suddenly I felt like, no, this is different. Like there is something different. I am relaxed. 
This seems to actually work. These kids are actually laughing at my jokes, which is astonishing. No one's ever laughed at a joke I've ever given before. Like, this is really amazing. And, and then I went back to lead worship, and it was stressful and hard again. There was just something that was a little bit different. And I realized, oh, hold on a minute. Like, maybe God has given me a different kind of gift than the one I thought he had. Now, because I'm not very clever, and because I still had an ego and pride, I still wanted to be a rock and roll worship musician. So I went, went back after that night and went to lead worship, other, tried to lead worship other things and write worship songs and do things like that. that. Um, the youth group said, would you come and be a youth leader? So I was like a youth pastor to these kids for a while. I married a kid's pastor and she said, can you do some kids work? So we did some kids work and we worked with young adults and we tried all these things out and they were great, but it took me a long time to figure out, hold on a minute, like all these things are brilliant, but not all these things do I have a spiritual gift in. And there's two reasons that not all these things I have a spiritual gift in. One is because when I do a lot of these things, they're fun, but actually they're stressful and, and I don't quite work out. Like It feels hard. And the second reason is because actually people don't seem to like fall, you know, encounter Jesus when I do them in an amazing way. Um, if you know the story of um, a guy called Eric Little, um, in 1924, he was the fastest guy on the planet. Uh, he was born to Chinese missionaries. He was a Scottish guy. And he entered us, put in my heart. And when I get to do it, I love doing it because it's a spiritual gift. So the number one way that we find out what a spiritual gift is, we find out what is going on in our hearts when we get to serve. And that may, might mean you have to just try a whole bunch of different things. The great news about being in a church plant is that there's so many different things to try. You know, <laughs> Over the next few weeks, we've got news for you about V-Kids. We've got news for you about V-Youth. We've got news about community engagement and stuff that we do in the city with so many different places in the life of a church to work. But there's also loads of places in the life of the body which don't even have anything to do with Sundays at all. Like There's so many things in, in the life of the body which are to do with your next door neighbors, which are to do with the people that you work with, to do with the people that you hang out with. You know, the kingdom of God is about his kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven, which means kind of like everywhere, spiritual gifts can operate. So we need to kind of try them out. And also, uh, my second point on that is we need to get feedback. So what I needed when I was about 18 years old, which no one was ever brave enough to say, was, hey, Chase, maybe you're not gifted to be a worship pastor. <laughs> that would have been kind of helpful. would have kind of ruined my dreams, to be honest. But that would have been helpful, and I would have really used someone go, but when you unpack the Bible, there's something there of the kingdom of God, and we want to invest in you. And here at Vintage, we really want to invest in you. We really want to help you find your spiritual gifts because it's joyful and it's life-giving, but it's also how we get to be the church together. So um, I would love to get some emails this week, or Carla, you can email Carla or myself, and just to say, like, do you know what? There's something here that I think might be a spiritual gift, and I'd love to explore it. Would you, would you like, help us? And uh, we're going to offer some, some resources. Dr. Bob, the wonderful Dr. Bob, he is going to be doing some training towards Easter time um, for how you find out more about what your spiritual gifts are. But, so number one, try loads of stuff out. Number two, get some people around you to find out, like, is this a spiritual gift? Is this something that God has given me? The second thing uh, I want to say is that God always has more of his kingdom in store for us. So you may have put your hand up a minute ago and go, I have got these three spiritual gifts, that's my lot, 
I am the administrator, I am the helper, I am the whatever, I don't know. But I believe that God has more of his kingdom that he wants to impart for us. Which means that, you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, when Paul's speaking, he says, follow the way of love, but eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Eagerly push into the gifts of the Spirit. Whether they're practical gifts, whether they're supernatural gifts, God may have more in store for you than you know yet. And so I just want to encourage you, particularly for those of us who've grown up in churches and we've been around it the whole time and, you know, you're the guy who always does the whatever, just to be open to the fact that God may have more in store for you. And then the, the, finally, I just, I just want to make one more point, which is this kind of question. Should we always in playing Xbox? You know, like that, that I, would have, I would have got the swift long arm of the mum, probably. Like that's what I'd have got. And the same is sort of true in the kingdom of God, that we are meant to find our spiritual gifts. We are meant to develop them. We are meant to go for it. But there are times and there are seasons where God will ask you to do something that you don't want to do. <laughs> Let's just be honest. There are, there are moments when he will ask you to do something that's totally outside of your gifting because he needs you, because he wants you, because he wants to teach you something that you don't know yet. Um, there are times when I have had in my life just to be the guy who just, I set up the chairs, I've put down the chairs. Like that's what I do because God asked me to do that. And that's okay. But don't use that as an excuse to not explore the spiritual gifts that God has for you. Because I just have such a heart for us as a church finding these gifts because I believe that as we come alive in the Holy Spirit, like as we figure out more of the shape of who God is made to be, not only will we find this sense of joy, not only will we find this sense of purpose, this sense of God's delight and favor over our lives, but we'll also find these kind of ways that we get to join in and see amazing things happen in the kingdom. Now, I've spoken mostly about the practical guide in COVID, that COVID has become almost an excuse not to serve in the kingdom. Now, I'm not saying, as the guy who had COVID and overcome it, like COVID's not real, we shouldn't take it seriously, all those things. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. We should be totally aware and sensible and care for the loved ones around us. But what I am saying is that whether you're at home on the camera or whether you're here, there is always a place for you to build up God's kingdom. There's always a moment. And I, and I just felt that like the Holy Spirit said, some of us have allowed fear to stop us this last year. We have allowed fear to cause us to retreat. And we've said, well, I'll get into spiritual gifts. I'll get into the kingdom stuff once COVID's done. But for now, it's just me. And I just wanted to encourage you, if that's just one or two people, God always says this of us, do not fear. Fear is not a kingdom response. Paul says, if your gift is encouragement, just encourage people. Just go for it. So as I finish, I, I just I rushed through that, but I want us to pray. And I want us to particularly pray that the Holy Spirit would, would provide insight this morning into spiritual gifts. I want to pray, actually, particularly for the release of some spiritual gifts here in some of the supernatural ways. So um, you can do this at home um, or if you're here just want to just invite you to find a, a comfortable position and we're going to pray. Father, I'm so grateful that uh, even though you don't need us, to do what you want to on the earth. Amazingly, astonishingly, you choose us. 
And Father, even though on our own we can feel so frail, so ill-equipped, so lacking in the things that we need to help other people to see your kingdom come. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give the Holy Spirit to us so that we might have access to your power and to your life. And we confess this morning that we desperately need your power and your life. That in our own strength, our ability to see people come to faith isn't enough. That our ability to see the poor cared for isn't enough this one but um, I just felt that the Lord say that we need to just start to worship him and as we worship him he's gonna he's gonna release some things uh, here this morning so as Daniel plays and, and leads us I just want to invite you to just to start to worship Jesus you don't even need necessarily the words of the song but just start to start to worship him and just just listen as you worship him just see what see what God might want to say to you in this place this morning